be too late. Evening train, evening train, evening train might be too late. I'm going home on the morning train. I'm going home on the morning train. I'm going home. I'm going home. I'm going home on the morning train. Back, back train and get your load. Back, back train and get your load. Back, back train. Back, back train. Back, back train and get your load. Get right, church, and let's go home. Get right, church, and let's go home. Get right, church. Get right, church. Get right, church, and let's go home. Good morning. We hadn't sang that song in a while before a sermon, but it's appropriate for today because we need more zeal in the church. Our theme for the year is Our Faith Looks Up to Thee. It's from the song, My Faith Looks Up to Thee. And, and Doug, that has, has a part about zeal in it in too. Our, our zeal inspires what we're asking God to do. Our zeal needs to be inspired. The, the, inspired. the gospel track has been laid. The gospel track has been laid. And it's a narrow track. And we need to follow it. We need to have zeal to do so. This is a Class J steam locomotive. It was one of the most powerful train engines ever made. It was used up until the diesel engine took it over. It had 5,200 horsepower. 5,200 horsepower. It could pull 25 tons plus 20 rail cars all loaded down. It was a beast of a, of a machine. It loaded down. It Helped this country grow all across the land through all types of terrain, all types of mountainous terrain and desert terrain. A big steam locomotive like this was as powerful as three diesel modern-day locomotives. Powerful machine. It was called a steam engine for a reason, because the heart of its power was steam. Steam is water turned into gas when heated. Steam forms at 212 degrees Fahrenheit. And the water got this hot when a fire of wood or, or coal was made. And the steam was produced. Steam is powerful. It was a powerful force used to do amazing things. Still is. For the Christian, zeal is like the steam that powers the engine to carry out all types of of duties that the Christian must do through all types of rough terrain. The gospel track, as I've said, has been laid. And Christians can run this narrow way to eternity and everlasting life. Trains then and trains today have a job to do, to, to carry special cargo, fulfilling vital needs. The church universal and the individual Christian have a job to do as well. And there is an urgency to our work. There should be a zeal to our work. Zeal is needed to do the works of the church. If we don't learn what God has to say, Christian, we are in danger of losing our salvation. 
We need zeal to learn. So many, though, are so apathetic. So many that I run into, people who claim to be Christians, but they have no zeal to learn. They don't care about learning. They're content to to know nothing about the Scriptures and about the Bible. We have so much in our country. We have so much in our homes, but we won't take advantage of it. We have numerous Bibles in our homes. Our elders, they provide Bible classes and and Bible studies. One-on-one Bible studies, if that's what you'd like. The internet is full of religious articles, but we are content just to forward the latest prayer chain. There are four types of people in this room. Four types of people in this room today. There are those who have so much zeal, but very little knowledge. Usually these are young Christians. Usually these are are new Christians. So much zeal, but very little knowledge. You, You take my advice. New Christian, you take my advice, young Christian. Keep that zeal burning, but watch out. Watch out. Because sometimes without knowledge, you can be zealous for the wrong things and false teachings. Romans chapter 10, verse 2. You can have a zeal without knowledge. Keep the zeal alive, but have a zeal for knowledge. You don't want to end up like those in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 7. Those that are always learning and never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. The truth we seek is found in God's Word. It's, it's how we increase our faith. Romans chapter 10 verse 7. Another type of person in this room today are, are those with knowledge but no zeal. This is a much larger percentage of our congregation and for the church as a whole. There are many who have knowledge but no zeal. These are the lukewarm of Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. Not hot, not zealous, but not a total infidel either. Oh no, much worse. They're lukewarm. Lukewarm, content. Apathetic. You know that verse in, in 2 Timothy, always learning and never able to come to a knowledge of the truth, that verse in 2 Timothy there cuts both ways. You too have learning, but the truth escapes you. And my voice to you now is just wah wah wah, wah 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 wah. Might as well just be saying that. You have no zeal. You have no fire. Where's your zeal? Where's your fire? There are those in this room who have no zeal and they have no knowledge. Now I'm excluding those children who are not of age. Those who don't know how to read and write, they can't understand the gospel plan of salvation. I'm I'm excluding those. There are those in this room, though, who have no knowledge and they have no zeal. You know, even little children, 
Even little children, if you, you, know, if you come around here at around 2 o'clock in the afternoon during the week, I have to pick up Emmy at 1.30. You come here around 2 o'clock in the afternoon and you'll see zeal. She has no knowledge, barely, but she has more zeal than a lot of older Christians put together. This is her congregation. This is who she preaches to and sings with. Oh, they've got... But see, she's playing church. Folks, we need to stop playing church. (laughs) So many people are just playing church. You come and you sit, but you have no zeal and, and you don't care about learning anything. That's another person in this room today. You know who you are. Just because you know nothing of the Bible doesn't let you off the hook. You want to live any old way you want to, but there's no excuse in the 21st century that we live in, in 21st century America, there's no excuse not to know the truth. Paul writes in Romans chapter 1, verse 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness. Paul says that because of creation, man knows there is a Godhead in Romans chapter 1. And and that because of that, folks, we're all without excuse. We have no excuse for not knowing the truth. You better get right. You better get right, church. There's a fourth type of person here today that has a working combination of, of zeal and knowledge. They're past the elementary principles. These Christians, they're ready to go on to perfection. The Hebrew writer said in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, we need to get right, church. We need to, we need to have a zeal to learn. We need to have a zeal, though, also to protect the church. We need to protect the church of God. You know, not far from here, back over this way, I believe. Yeah, back over this way, toward the Buck Lodge area, there is a Union Civil War fort, Fort Mitchell. It was commanded, according to my resident historian, it was commanded by Lieutenant Colonel Gustavus Taffels, and it guarded a railroad trestle that ran over near the Buck Lodge area. It guarded that trestle from Confederate guerrillas during the Civil War. There was also, from this picture here, I'm, this picture I just took it the other day when it was sunny. I took this right outside. I'm standing where you cross over the railroad tracks right outside our doors right here, looking down the railroad track back down this way. As you see where it curves right there, just where it starts to curve right there is where your land is, Mr. Jack White. That's where Brother Jack White's farm backs up to the railroad tracks right there. And right there where his field is was another Union outpost connected to Fort Mitchell, just right out here. And it too protected this bend in the track from from Confederate guerrillas during the Civil War. The railroad they were guarding was vital. It was vital in winning the war. The church is like the track. 
The church is the pillar of truth. And she needs to be protected. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16 verse 18 that He would build His church and the gates of Hades would not prevail against it. And He was right because in His resurrection He was not left in Hades. Acts chapter 2 verse 31 The gates of hell had no hold on Jesus Christ. He beat death. He beat sin. And now He sits at the right hand of God. And because of that, we can too. But, the, but that does not mean in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, that the forces of this dark world will not try to attack and attack and attack again. We've already talked about the attitude and the apathy problem the church faces from within and the church faces from without. But there's also false teachers False teachers that want to drag so many away. Some of these false teachers, what they are, they're zealous without knowledge. But some of them are just plain mean. Some of these false teachers are just plain mean. They're downright evil. They attack the church many times. And they attack the church many times without members of the church saying a word. Pure and undefiled religion, James 1.27, includes keeping oneself unspotted from the world. But many times, church, and I include myself, many times we live in such a way and allow our children to walk and talk in such a way that the attacks and the slings and the arrows from the enemy hurt, but they're true. When the literal temple in John chapter 2 was being used as a common marketplace, Jesus threw out the money changers and the prophecy was fulfilled. John chapter 2 verse 17, Zeal for your house has eaten me up. Church, we are the bride of Jesus Christ. We are to be unspotted from this world. We must have zeal for God's church. We must, as James said, keep ourselves unspotted. But are we permitting wickedness to grow unchecked? Where's our guard manning the guard shack? Are they asleep? Are you asleep, church? Are we willing to fire the shots to save the church, to save our congregation? Are we willing to fire those shots? Or are we afraid that we'll wake up the neighbors? Are we scared we're going to wake up the neighbors? Maybe they need to be woke up. To beat the slings and arrows of the world, we need to put our armor on. Ephesians chapter 6, to deal with sabotage from within, we need to withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 6. In Matthew chapter 18, we have the steps to take to do just that. Withdraw if tough love is needed and tough love is warranted. But we must be zealous enough to protect the church. And, and with this, God has given us the method if the situation or situations warrant such action. Such action. We, need to, we need zeal to learn. We need to zeal to grow. We need zeal to protect the church. But we also need 
zeal to grow our congregation. I want to be a thermostat, not a thermometer. Huh? What? I want to be a thermostat, not a thermometer. A thermometer just states the fact. You're either hot or you're cold. It's kind of like what I'm doing right now today. I'm stating facts. You're either hot or you're cold. But I want to be a thermostat. I want, I want, you should, you should too, you should want to be a thermostat like the one on the train engine or the, or the one in your house. It's set on a certain temperature and when it drops below that temperature, it tells it to send the heat. Folks, we need to understand when our zeal is waning and send the heat when we need to. Don't just recognize the fact that you're cold. Do something about it. Stoke the fire. Send the thermostat up. You need more fire. We don't need cheerleaders. We need genuine boots on the ground zeal. Zeal is evidence that we're doing what we're, we've been created for. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 9. Good works. Our congregation will grow if each and every one of us will boldly speak God's will. Acts chapter 4, verse 13. Teach the things of God. Romans chapter 15, verse 18. Earnestly contend for the faith. Jude, verse 3. We need zeal. We need zeal to be as blessed and rejoicing as the Lord intended. In the first century, those who obeyed the truth, and we need zeal to obey, those who obeyed the truth rejoiced. If you look at the eunuch, when he was baptized in Acts chapter 8, verses 35 and 39, he went on his way rejoicing, it says. The, the jailer in Acts chapter 16 rejoiced, it says, having believed. In the first century, Christian, to, to the first century Christians, Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6, who, who were like us, they had not seen Jesus, but they jo rejoiced with joy inexpressible, 1 Peter 1, verse 8. We need that kind of zeal. This joy is brought on by zeal. To grow our congregation, zeal is needed, but zeal is needed to obey as well. Notice that Peter writes, if you'll turn to 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 9, in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 9, receiving the end of your faith is what he writes. Receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your soul. For faith to have an end, it must have a beginning. And that beginning for some of you is doing just what you're doing right now. Hearing God's Word. Romans chapter 10 verses 14 through 17. Our faith includes believing that Jesus is the Son of God. John chapter 8 verse 24. Before you get, into the, get to the end of your faith though, you must repent. Acts chapter 3 and verse 19 and confess Christ before others. Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10 and then without delay be baptized into Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 2 verse 38. At the end of your faith is the salvation of your soul. Be zealous to do this. Zealous to obey God's plan of salvation. Zeal is faith in action. Zeal is also needed to live an obedient 
Christian life because as James says, faith without works is dead. James chapter 2 and verse 16. Those who have not been baptized and those who have, if you will be zealous to obey, you can know Christ. 1 John chapter 2 verse 3. You will abide, live forever. 1 John chapter 2 verse 17. If we are zealous to obey, we will be pleasing to God. 1 John chapter 3 verse 22. The church needs to be zealous to obey, to grow, to protect, to learn. This starts with each individual member doing his or her part. Continue to stoke the fire of zeal. Keep stoking that fire of zeal with knowledge. It's powerful. That zeal that you're, that you're creating is, is powerful. If you're ready to get right, be part of the church, you can start down that narrow way today. The gospel track has been laid. Those in the church, get right, church. Those not in the church, get into the church. Get zealous for God today as together we stand and sing.